travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Welcome to Talk Travel Asia, episode 88. This one is Favorite Watering Holes, part two. Hot places go cold, cold places go hot, places come and go all over the world, and the same happens here in Asia. On this episode, we're going to share some of our favorite current places to have a beverage, this being the third quarter of 2018. And together in the exact same spot in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, this is Scott Coates with... Trevor Ranges. Uh... Long-time drinking buddy of Scott Coates. Long-term drinking buddy. and Long-term, long-time. And uh, we were here together. We don't often do episodes together. Maybe a quarter of all episodes were in the same place at the same time. Uh, Yeah, but not actually physically. I'd say maybe in the same city, but not necessarily physically in the same Yeah, we've done like one in KL, and we've done done a couple here and there. But uh, Phnom Penh, we did the Favorite Watering Holes of Asia, episode 17. Episode 17, we did do that. And we looked back on the places in there, and... An alarming number of them are no longer. Like Cheap Charlie's in Bangkok has moved way out to Onut. Check-in 99 is now, I think, on Sukhumvit 33. Uh, TP Bar in Chiang Rai is closed. Utopia is still cool. Um, we had Above 11 on there. I haven't been there in a I haven't been years. there in ages, yeah. Cause there's so many rooftop bars in Bangkok. Bangkok's interesting because it's constantly changing and evolving and stuff like that. So, uh, And then some of these places I haven't been to in years. I, I know you travel quite a bit more between different countries in the region now than I do. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you admitted that you weren't quite going out as much. And yeah. then I'm going out a bit, but not as much and in not as many different places. So I don't think this is necessarily our favorite watering holes, but these no. are some kind of cool places we've drank in the past year or so that were worth maybe people checking out when they're in those destinations. Yeah, there's two parts. I was working when I was traveling, and you know what? We're getting older, man. So like you said, these aren't our our favorite bars, but I mean, these are a solid place to have a drink. If you're in a place, you want to have a drink, these are go-tos for at least the next one. And maybe go now before episode 120. Yeah, favorite water. Half of these will be closed again. Um, No, and we picked a couple that have been around for a while, we think. They're just new to us. And some of these are ones that we just forgot about and we want to mention. Um, So that's kind of cool. That uh, It's fun that we're both in Phnom Penh again and we're going to do another favorite watering holes episode. Yeah, well, we do have beers open, full disclosure. But before we get into uh, all the tips, sponsor us. Help us out. We do this for free, and we have a Patreon page. You can start sponsoring at $1, and it goes up from there. Go to TalkTravelAsia.com. Look to the left side of the page. You'll see our Patreon link. Trevor, as we're in Cambodia, and you are literally an expert on Cambodia, it's only fair we start here. So where should we have a drink uh, when we're in Phnom Penh? You know, that's a lot of pressure, again, as well, too, because people just assume that I know, like, every one of the best bars in every town around. But uh, We know your habits, and you do. <laughs> no, but uh, fortunately, Harold, our new general manager, he took us to a bar the other night that I hadn't been to in, in years. It's called Oscar. With a C. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, live music, pool table, 
uh, good times. They played some good music that night, yeah? Some yeah. Ramones, maybe? My my first time. It's full disclosure. It's a little bit of what appears to be a girly bar street. It's right near the beautiful post office in Phnom Penh. Mm. But it's on a corner, and it's on a second level. And, you know, you go in, and there was literally foreigners and locals, and there was people trying to meet people. There was pretty decent live music. There yeah, was... sometimes it's rock and roll, sometimes it's yeah. country, uh, good live music. And then tonight, uh, we just went for a run together around the parks here and uh, went for some healthy food. In a little alleyway near my house, there's a bar called Bong Bong. And yeah. uh, there's all graffiti on the walls there. And, Neat uh, place. We were thinking about actually going back to record that episode at Bong Bong, so we should give them a little shout out here. Um, otherwise, um, there's a kind of... Phnom Penh is growing and becoming a little bit more hip, and like you can get proper cocktails here and there around Basak Lane, which is kind of the trendy it's a very place neat to go. Spot to spend a night. Uh, right around the corner uh, is Backstreet Bar, and this used to be a street bar. When we walked, uh, when we were jogging, there there used to be a street. I pointed out to Scott where they used to have street food and street bars. Yeah. And since it was near a temple, they they ended up having to all move, and so now the Backstreet Bar. Oh, sorry, not Backstreet. That's uh, Hub Street Cocktails. Okay. Hub Street. Yeah, it's the Hub Street. In the back street. Back street's another kind of little hole in the wall bar. Um, again, this is a good point to mention that we'll have a Google map on our show notes on talktravelasia.com. And then uh, you can see where back street and the hub street and Oscar and Bong Bong all are. You know, one thing I liked about Oscar is older bars in Phnom Penh on second levels often have a little balcony and they're just super simple balconies. But I love having a drink and just kind of looking down at people doing stuff and what's going on. It's definitely so that an outdoor like drinking culture because like Bong Bong's in an alleyway where you just mm. sit outside in, in an alleyway and they had a drum as a table. Yeah. Yeah. And then Baxter Hub Street used to be a street bar and now it's okay. open air. Yeah. Right? We were in there the other night. Sure. And then the Backstreet Bar is just kind of open to the yeah. outdoors. And you mentioned Basak Lane, which has been on the radar for a while, but pretty fun place. You can literally stagger like five meters to the next bar. Yeah, like 10 bars, and they're all in this little alleyway, and yeah. it's all kind of open air. So it's, it's like a cool good one. cafe kind of culture. Well, let's uh, next move kind of to where your former home and where I live now. Let's go to Thailand. And we're, I think we're just focusing right in on a certain area of uh, Sukhumvit Road, more or less. Well, I mean, first of all, like I was just in Bangkok a couple weeks ago, so. So, like, every time I'm back in Bangkok now, I go to Tropic City just because that's kind of my new It's a tropical run. Yeah, we, we donated a tiki to them because it's a tiki bar. So we okay. bought one in Hawaii to brought back to donate to the bar. And right. Tropic City is kind of our favorite hangout. It's right next to Jua, which is a great place for a drink as well as a great restaurant. Okay. Yeah, but I used to live on Sukhumvit 36. And WTF Bar is uh, my long neighboring neighbor neighborhood watering hole what soy is uh, that on um i guess that's uh 51 51 yeah. okay and then right across the street from that is the bottles of beer right um, yeah that's a good one bottles of beer you introduced it to me surprise surprise and it's literally a shop house they've kept it simple with a tall long stand up in the middle beer fridges on either side and they've got to have like 80 beers probably and the thing i like but also the downside is that if you buy a single there's a price but if you buy six bottles or more, you get wholesale price, which is usually like up to 20% off. So, of course, I never go there and have one. I'll only go and have at least three. But then, of course, then that's a bit of a commitment, right? You know, you're going to get a little bit drunk if you go there. But it's a great place. You have roast chickens. Isn't it free half roast chicken for every six beers? Oh, I don't know. They got right? a good deal. Yeah, something like that. And then yeah. right next door is Rin, where they have the alcoholic ice cream. I don't know if you've been in there. That's I've never had recently. the alcoholic ice cream. And then if you're really into it and you're really smashed, there's a Woodball, which is a Japanese karaoke chain. It is a and fun place. The 
Doug Woodball's uh, good fun. So those and are usually my right opposite, now. right? Bottles yeah, of beer. It's closer to WTF, but uh, okay. you'll want to stumble back and forth across the street. Yeah, and it's something like a sixty or eighty bot cover, like service charge at Woodball, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, and, uh, I'm fine with drinking. It. Yeah, but uh, it's a really popular place to to sing, and there's yeah. some really good singers in there. So yeah, bring tiny. your A game or drink a lot. I don't usually go. sing. I actually sang before my first drink, which was strange, but that's a fun one. Um, yeah, so that's like literally a fun little evening in Bangkok. That's that's a good one. Yeah, too. I guess there's Tropic City Jua, and you mentioned like walking up Charm Krong. Like that's a really trendy area yeah, now in that Nana area. If you walk into um, Nana area, not the Gogo Bar area, but a, a street in Yawarat or Chinatown, there's you know a dozen bars now with cool places, all right? down Nana, and there's yeah. some neat places. Don't want to get into a particular one, but that's yeah. a good one. Hey, um, let's fly back over Cambodia and go to Vietnam. You mentioned somewhere along a lake in Hanoi. Yeah, I had to Google it to remember just because uh, we did have a few drinks. I was with uh, surprise, <laughs> surprise. Uh, some some work friends, I guess, and some friends' friends. Okay. It seemed to be kind of a nexus for uh, people who have lived in Vietnam or lived in Southeast Asia for a long time, even though it's a new bar. Um, it's on a little lake, and it's called the Standing Bar. Yeah, and it's I popular stayed at the with, hotel next so to it almost. You went to the place? I went in. I did not have a beer because oh. they were out of the beer I wanted. Oh, really? But they have like 20 different kind of craft beers, and I'm pretty sure they yeah. make cocktails. And they yeah. got a little downstairs. They got upstairs as well with a view over the lake there. And uh, just a good selection of beers. And again, our friend Caitlin was there, and uh, her friends who knew my friends who knew the people from work. So it seems like a pretty popular local. I haven't spent a lot of time in Vietnam. There was some other blues bar that's like some legendary blues bar. We did a Vespa nightlife tour. If you I really want to see the, well. if you want to see the nightlife of Hanoi in one night and not remember it necessarily, uh, they do do great photos. So there's definitely photo evidence of the evening. But uh, awesome, yeah. yeah. And Vietnam Vespa, they were on one of our uh, earlier episodes. They're really good. Great nightlife tour of uh, Hanoi. I'm going to Ho Chi Minh City in in a couple of weeks. Uh, the Birvana launch party is next weekend, but we're going to be uh, riding motorcycles around Cambodia here. But the week after. I'll be in Ho Chi Minh City, and I haven't been there in years, so I don't even know what's up. I know Heart of Darkness beer, obviously, and their brewery is probably a great place to go drink. But uh, yeah, other than that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, these are two that are pretty well known to people that live there now. But I've been at them more times than I care to admit. And I gotta say, Heart of Darkness is making the best craft beer in Vietnam, maybe in all of Southeast Asia, and they have a bar, and it is really good. The beer is awesome. And then there's a place called Bia Craft, which has multiple breweries beer so you can have about 50 vietnamese beers and they have some insane snacks it's a it's like kind of modern but they have next level nachos which are chicken skin nachos so instead of chips they're deep fried chicken skin with nacho toppings but you can have beers with those and you blow the calories but beer craft's a good one and heart of darkness like i love having beers there solid solid okay well i'm only going to be there for a night so i don't know that uh Maybe Hart, I'll go drop uh, in, yeah, you gotta say hi, it. have a beer. Okay, um, let's pop over to uh, Laos. I don't know, Laos? Okay, sure. let's go to Laos. I haven't been to Laos in ages either, so this one's all you. Yeah, and we're not super experts there, but I thought back through my year and thought, did I have memorable drinks? And yes, I did. I was in Vientiane, and I went to a place called the Dresden, which when I heard the Dresden, I thought of Swingers, because in Swingers, one of the bars they go to is the Dresden. Yeah, I've been to that Dresden. Yeah, and oh, I have not been there. And the napkin said they had one, I believe, in Tokyo, Los Angeles, and Vientiane. So it's actually like a chain, you think? I don't know. So whoever bought it? A Japanese bartender behind a bar. Like, the room wasn't incredible, but this guy had the vest, the white shirt. He was like quintessential 
barman. Huh. And I had the best white Russian I've ever had. It was like break a huge chunk off the ice block. Everything was measured meticulously, full cream, super long music? steel spoon. He was spinning it. No, not live music, but that was a solid, solid white Russian. I remember actually, sorry, reading about, uh, I might have been reading about like the ownership of the Dresden and maybe somebody did open like one in Japan I could see, but Vientiane, that's pretty, pretty random. You know, I haven't been to Vientiane in ages, but like we used to just sit by the river and have like barbecue on the grass on some mats. That's a good one. Or go to the bowling alley. That was the only other thing to do. That's pretty tough to beat that one. (laughs) The other places, if you go up to Luang Prabang, I had uh, really memorable drinks, strangely at a place called Okpop Tok, which is, has a number of branches and it's finely weaved things. But the one that's just on the south end of Luang Prabang along the river has a really beautiful deck right along the river. You can have a nice meal, but also you can just have drinks. So like sundown drinks or any time of drinks and their balcony there along the river is really nice. And you can wander and see how uh, silk is made and kind of their legacy and stuff. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Akpop Talk. And again, when Chumwan was on to talk about textiles of Southeast Asia, we talked about Akpop Talk just because they do some fascinating things on the history of textiles and the museum mm. and stuff. I think they make a silkworm tea poop. Or silk... silk <laughs> Silkworm poop tea. They're not making poop. They're making no. They poop take tea. the poop. Okay. They make poop tea from the silkworms. Yeah. I think at, at that place. I, I didn't know they had cocktails other than that. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's just a it beautiful, beautiful setting. Yeah. It's it's like a bamboo uh, balcony. That was a really nice place. And the other okay. place is. I don't want to mention a particular place, but there's patent courts, which is the French game of throwing a little steel ball on a gravel court, and it's very popular game in in Laos. But in Luang Prabang, there's multiple courts where locals play. You rent the court for an hour. They bring you out beer, Lao, some ice, yeah. some glasses. And I just got like some guy's 10-year-old kid. Like there was some guys playing patank. And I sort yeah. of indicated I didn't know. And I bought his kid like a couple Cokes. And he played with us and had some beers. And that was pretty neat experience while having beers. And it was really inexpensive. So that would be another one that I would recommend. Yeah, that's great. I'd do that if I'm up in Long Prabang. Listen up, folks. This is good information. These are hot tips. <laughs> These <laughs> are hot like, tips. Like, <laughs> no, that's, that's great. Even on Pop Talk, again, if you're in a textile, it's not just about drinking. People, and the food was good, know. too. The food the was good. Is- um, okay, Trevor, um, I contributed a lot. I don't know about Bali, and I know you know a ton. Um, yeah, like, we, I, I feel like we did a Bali episode, or we talked about Bali nightlife recently, or yeah, the other thing is that things, mentioned. that things close and change, but uh, no, you know what it was? It was for the 2 Magazine. Uh, for 2 Magazine, on the website, 2-mag.com, okay. we have some really good drinking articles and we, we used to do an article called cocktail napkin reviews okay. where you wrote the review on a cocktail napkin and right. then we like turned it into like a, a gift do you say gif or jif I think I don't know GIF. if it's gif or jif yeah, we turned like the either cocktail way nerds are getting angry into reviews yeah. um, and we did one for the night rooster and there's yeah. a place in Bali in Ubud that's called the night rooster and uh, the restaurant's phenomenal I mean the food's great but th- they have a I don't even remember the name of the, the actual restaurants. Across the street, it's super booked all the time. It's impossible to get a table. And then the Night Rooster, when it first opened, like nobody even knew about it. But you basically got the same food. It's all like, oh, it's called Locavore. Because okay. it's all like local sourced uh, ingredients and stuff right. like that. So opposite from Locavore, um, the Night Rooster makes cocktails that are as tasty and amazing as, as the food at Locavore across the street. Okay. And around the corner, there's a place called Nomas. 
And now, uh, compared to Night Rooster, I don't know. Night Rooster's got that balcony, so you can sit outside, and outside you, you like that good. view, you know. Yeah. But No Moss is open air. They're upstairs. is really cool. It's got a cool atmosphere. They got good craft beer. They got uh, good cocktails. They got. Uh, I don't think they had live music, but they were playing some like good rock and roll in there. I think. Okay, it sounds uh, fantastic. Well, um. Thinking back on my last year, I went to Japan, and I had some really tasty beers at a place you said you know the guy that founded it, and it's Baird. And they have, I think, two uh, physical locations, brew pubs, in Tokyo. But I went into the one in Shibuya, and it's down a tiny little lane. And I mean, okay, Japan's expensive, so get that one out of the way. But, you know, I think it was like maybe 12 U.S. for a pint. Went in, cozy little place, had a nice Japanese curry on rice because I was a little hungry. Hmm. And I had, I think, three beers, and they had a scotch ale on when I was there. Yeah. It was kind of still winter. He makes some really it was nice, beer. Man. Yeah, his beers are quite tasty. It's an American guy named Brian Baird, and he okay. lives in Japan, and he makes Japanese beer. And yeah. he's, he's like, I'm, I think the food's probably good because... He makes Japanese beer. He's yeah, like, like a guy who's adopted Japan for its, you know. Okay. Well, the yeah. beer was solid. And I also had it in a bottle or can from a liquor store and was good. Cans. And nice. then another place where I went that was kind of cute. I was with my parents. We were in Ginza area. Yeah. And I searched, you know, craft beer bars. And there was a place called Craft Beer Bar Ibrew. They must have spent mm-hmm. ages coming up with that name. But it was like a really tiny place. Looked like an izakaya, but not really. But tiny kitchen making handmade food. And uh, I think they had about six or eight beers on tap. Yeah. So if you're in Ginza, it's worth like just walking to the north end of Ginza and have yourself a couple beer. Um, yeah, it was tasty. It was a good little character-filled spot to have a drink. Yeah, I'd like to go back to Tokyo. And, and Japan's got some amazing food and their nightlife. I, I can't even remember any of the names of the places I went. But I, I've done a few nights here and there on layovers back and forth from Hawaii. And they're... they're the subway stops at like midnight or something and then starts again at like 6 a.m. You got to stay on base. They have clubs that are yeah. open all night and you just party. Well, the capsule all hotel night started there, so you can sleep oh, yeah. somewhere. There's cheap. some yeah. great nightclubs and yeah. great places. To Japan's one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, we're, I mean, we'll go a little south quickly before I throw it back to you, but um, we we're talking about kind of real unique ones. And in uh, Hong Kong, last time mm. I went up Victoria's Peak. Uh, Victoria Peak with Adam, actually from Grasshopper, who was on a former episode. This is like the link back episode. Yeah, this lots one, of eh? links in the show notes. Yeah, like map of the bars, right? Some embarrassing photos. Of- yeah, but you're at the top of Victoria Peak, and there's kind of almost like a mini mall there, and there's expensive places to eat, but there's also a Seven Eleven. So you just go in there and you grab a beer from the Seven Eleven, and you just sit and look down at the skyline, and it's like view, fantastic beer, Seven Eleven prices. So if you're in uh, Hong Kong. That's uh, that's a real simple one. Um, one that you kind of threw out there, and it got us thinking about a town that we probably weren't originally including was Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Yeah, well, because when you guys lived down there, I went to visit just once. I think once, yeah, maybe okay. twice, once it or might twice, have been twice. But uh, we, the three of us, me, Scott, and his wife Erica, had a night out uh, that was really fun. Yeah, and uh, we found this great jazz bar. Uh, called No Black Tie. Yeah. And uh, had a great night. Huh? That, that bar was awesome. Yeah, it's on Jalan Masui. I'm probably saying it wrong, but Jalan Masui. And it uh, it's kind of wider than a shop house, but it's been around for a long time and has a rep as like the place to hear music. Mm. They get all kinds, not just jazz. But what I'll say was great is the room is actually designed for acoustics. Like when you were in yeah. there, it was packed tight, the tables, and there's yeah. a cover charge. But like the sound was fantastic. Yeah. 
I thought there was even more than a cover. Like I thought we had to buy tickets for that night. You might have had to like pay, that. yeah, some money know. to get in. But and and we ate dinner there too. Did we? It, I thought it was we a bit were... pricey. No, but we had good food. I think. Uh, and, I don't. Uh, I remember thinking I probably wouldn't go for the food again. Oh really? The but tables are tiny. Tiny. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculously packed. But, but the the singer, she was amazing. Yeah. The the and, singer uh, was amazing. They consistently have entertainment. So like, if you're downtown, it's just off Bukit Bintang, kind of the drinking area. Mm. It, it's a really good place to go for yeah, a bit. And I like that downtown area. It's kind of small. Like Hale it's small. is like, but and then that that there's a that beer bar in walking distance. Yeah, I really like it. It was in walking distance. Lit, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's 300 meters away on Jalan Nagasari, and it's sort of the original craft beer bar. It's called Taps. And it's a friendly little yeah. place. Taps, you know, they probably have a dozen beers generally on tap. But they, they it's like carefully selected. Like they actually yeah. have some interesting beers. They yeah. do. There's always a couple beers I would have. And you know what? Their food's pretty good. Yeah. In fact, I always love their rendang pizza. Ooh. And rendang is like a, a like an Indonesian red curry kind of spicy. And they do it on a pizza and it's really good. So Taps is a good one. And if you're north of the city in expat land, they also have one in Montkira. But if you stay downtown, Jalan Nagasari, and then combined with no black tie, say after that, you got 300 meters walk between the two, and then late night you go over to Bukit Bintang, and and you got yourself a good night. Yeah, yeah, I I, I probably won't go out in that town again. <laughs> you know, now that you guys no, don't I live don't there, know. I yeah. can't imagine any reason to go. No, go back but, to KL, but uh, you went to Georgetown. We did go to Georgetown in Penang recently, and uh, again in Tumag. Uh, our friend Sophie, who's contributing to the magazine, she wrote an article called Penang is Popping. Uh-huh. It was about like how to spend three or four days in Penang, in Georgetown. Right. Checking out different restaurants and cool little hotels and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she mentioned this place called the China House. And we went to check it out. And uh, really cool because it's like it, it it's there's entrances on like different sides of the block that it's on because okay. because it goes through the entire block and and it's like almost like a maze of like corridors and rooms and doors and like they have a bakery they have a restaurant they have like this it's like a performance space or like a co-working space or place where people can just hang out and do work all within kind of a single umbrella yeah, but it's like a, this maze through this like uh, you know, shop house kind of structure, and uh, and they have a pretty cool bar out the back where they have live music, and uh, and it's like a bar. It's got a cool like nice atmosphere. China House. Uh, China House. Okay, well we're gonna swing uh, further south to the tip of the Malay Peninsula mm-hmm. for our final stop of this episode, and final stop. one I've mentioned on an episode, and I think it was mentioned way back on episode ten drinking beer in Southeast Asia when we talked to the Beer Vanna uh, founders is a place called Smith Street Taps and it's just really character filled. It was one of the earlier kind of true craft beer places in Mm. Singapore. It's in Chinatown in the second floor of a food court. So literally it's got like a tiled stall in a rough and ready food court and they've got, you know, I think it was about maybe six or eight taps. Nothing fancy about it. But the cool thing is you can get hawker food in the food court and then sit and have beers nice. and uh, and it's really near to an street? underground metro stop too so like you can take the metro mm-hmm. walk like 150 meters in have some nice beers have some hawker food so yeah. kind of like two birds at one stone okay and um, uh, last I'm going place. underground for singapore i don't know late night. I, I assume that it's changed names now but uh a number of years ago me and my buddy ethan and some other people went to oh andrea from aplp g10 okay she was with us that night yeah so shout out to andrea uh singapore underground disco 
like okay. at, at the Marina Bay Sands. Okay, so it's, it's literally under. I don't the know. Marina like Bay the Sands. Marina Bay is like the Las Vegas Sands Corp, like big, molt, like giant casino. It's yeah, iconic, right? It, it looks like a ship on right. top of three, three pillars and boat swimming yeah. pool on top. So there's like a museum outside there too. But you go inside and in, in, in down one of the levels, there's a disco down there, and it's famous for people dropping like a million dollars on like tabs of what? like ridiculous champagne and stuff like that. Come and, on. Like every girl in there was taller than I was, and I'm six foot one. You know, <laughs> like with the heels and everything. You said it's a hundred dollars to get in. It's a. It was like a hundred dollars each Sing. cover. Sing, yeah. Cover. So that's like what, like seventy U.S. dollars. I it's guess a lot of cover. money is what it is. So all five of us or six of us chipped in to buy a bottle and uh, uh, that gets and you get some too. mixers and and yeah. But still, it's like five six hundred bucks, and then you have to like see if that bottle's gonna last. We probably bought a second bottle, you know, and just because you you're already spent a thousand dollars. No, exactly. Yeah, but it's easy to spend. I think to get like a like a table table, it's a thousand bucks easy. Wow, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of famous, but I assume since that was five six years ago, it's rebranded, renamed. They, sure. There's some new club up on the rooftop apparently, but like Marina Bay Disco, man, if you if, got some coin, so if you've got a thousand dollars. At least yeah, they burning a hole in your pocket. <laughs> Go in. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, we planned this while well, you know jogging and sitting, having food in an alley in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so this was favorite watering holes part two, and who knows, there might be a third episode. Mm. We'll do some research. Yeah, I feel really thirsty all of a sudden mm. after this one. Remember, if you've enjoyed this, we do this all for free. We spend our own money to host it, to get it edited, and so forth. And a little bit of support would be great. We have a Patreon page. Go to our website. Look on the left-hand side. There's a link to so Patreon. Donate. Yeah, donate. So I'm sure if you uh, also search Patreon Talk Travel Asia, you can sponsor. So thanks very much for listening. We'll be back in two more weeks with another episode. Cheers, Trevor, let's Cheers to that. Thanks for Take us uh, out. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here in Phnom Penh to record in person, Scott. We With should do pleasure. this more often. And uh, thank you for listening. You know, we were up to this is episode eighty-eight, and uh, it's still going strong, I guess. And looking and, forward to hundred. It seems like people are listening, and I guess they're enjoying it. And uh, so show us some financial yeah, love. <laughs> so show us some love. Right, we get we get paid in beers. Let's take go out on the clank again. Okay. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom in Cambodia?